0: No. Mm-hmm.
1: welcome this is the simply king podcast this is your boy rodney perry king himself and you just tuned into the soulfully conscious podcast for humans simply being human and uh, today is another special one as they always are and i'm so glad i have uh two guests here with me recording um one returning guest that i'm so glad that i can sit here and and have her yet you know what's crazy because when i think about it i think hold up Maybe only one of ours was like through the phone, mm-hmm. cause, cause we, I was in Atlanta last time yeah. we we have recorded. So damn, that's good. That you, you might have a little a record. you might have a little statistic over my other guests. I ain't gonna hold you. Um, but I have back here with me, um, the lovely Taylor Crenshaw. You can definitely hear her voice on the Rules I Create episode, and um, and my um lukewarm summer yes. <laughs> and the lukewarm yeah. summer <laughs> episode <That was> <laughs> and um but also too i have with me um an old friend and i'm so glad to see you i haven't seen yes. you in so long girl Weird. um i have with me do you what do you go by malia or you like leah because i call you leah but Malia. I
0: usually tell people
1: Leah. Leah swoops is here with and I love I always loved your name. It always made it sound like you hoop too. (laughs) And um but I have here with me and we'll certainly divulge more about Leah and um and certainly understand why I brought the combo of them here together. Let me start with that. So the reason why I wanted both of you here to record was I felt in our conversation that we when we caught up with each other it felt very uh very much so um very, very much so. Introspection. Introspection was a, what, what kept coming to me when we were speaking, and um, and when I went, and it was that clubhouse room, and I just felt something there, and it was just the way that you kind of like passed it to her, and I guess something about that I really enjoyed, something about that I really like, uh, and I was like, yeah, I'm about to go ahead and just, I'm gonna see if I can make this happen. I'm gonna <laughs> see if I can bring this, bring these energies in the same room. And see what I can do with that mm-hmm. and what, what we can capture from that. But um, first, let's get into who you are, Leah. So I, w- I want you to not only explain who you are, but also what you do.
2: Okay. Well, mm-hmm. my name is Leah or Malia, um, but Leah primarily. So me, I'm a 26-year-old um, sex doula practitioner. Um, and what that is like by textbook definition is a guide, um, specifically in my practice, I work with black women, but as I've opened the floor, it's become a bit of everybody. (laughs) Everybody's asking questions. So, um, it's really just to connect you, um, through different sexual spiritual practices, um, that can go around like healing traumas. It's very introspective work, like you said before, Mm -hmm. Um, to dismantle any oppressions around your body, around your sexuality, um, reclaiming your body, um, and being more empowered with the sexual energy that you have Mm. um, instead of wanting to demonize it or downplay it,
3: if you will.
1: Damn. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love it already. But also, too, how have you been, Taylor?
3: I've been good. You've been good? 2020 has been a tough... A tough role. You and I spoke about that mm-hmm. a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And um, honestly, I'm just present. That's all I can say. When people ask me, like, how am I? Like, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm present. It's been such a rough year. Um, and if you haven't had a rough year, kudos to you because. Yeah. Baby, it's, this year felt like it's, right. hand, it's handing out. The roughness <laughs> in is by the me. plane. Okay. Yeah. But in a nutshell, I've been pretty good. I've been healing. I've been grieving. I've mm-hmm. been smiling. I've been just trying to be here mm-hmm. and not let it take me down new year is coming this week so i'm yeah. excited but
1: hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> new year's my favorite uh holiday actually mm-hmm. yeah and it, it's i i remember saying this to somebody because it was like really new year like that's kind of mm-hmm. random and i was like well think about it it's the only year where it's the only holiday where it's not attached to any religion or any mm-hmm. historical uh mm-hmm. <laughs> some type of crazy a a historical story um and it's all about celebration it's all about freshness it's mm-hmm. all about new it's all about second chances yeah. and um and everyone's in a celebratory mood mm-hmm. and like what other holiday is everybody feeling good and feeling like celebrating yeah. feeling like being just being up and being activated because mm-hmm. uh, everywhere else there's a little bit of you know mm-hmm tumultuous parts of it like folks talk about how motherfuckers don't go home for thanksgiving <laughs> right. christmas is only lit when you're a child yep. you, know <laughs> 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 you know, feel me valentine's day is like you know some uh, toss up you know <laughs> who you are if you're gonna enjoy <laughs> right. it or not <laughs> Are you gonna make the best of the, you know the 14th or not you know but new year's truly is a a feeling of um Renewed sense of uh, of just life to me, just having a whole new batch of days that we can live some more. Um, Yeah, it just always feels good. It's a vibe. It's always a vibe.
2: Collective is in agreement. Like we can just celebrate and be. Excited. Yeah. For whatever's to come.
1: Just excited about the passing of time. Because mm-hmm. when else are we excited about that? You know what I'm saying? Nobody Especially after this
3: get... year. Yeah, okay. nobody yeah,
1: we really like get the get let's get the fuck out I don't even
3: drink it, I might get drunk. You whatever. know what I'm saying? Like let's get let's get <laughs> yeah. let's get to
1: the next step of this for real. But um but so so but let's 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 come back let's come back to you, uh Leah. Mm-hmm. And um because this 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 sex doula thing. Mm-hmm. Or a black sex doula thing, because I don't know if there's a variation in the difference.
2: It depends on the person in that practice. Ah. Um, I I personally said a black sex doula specifically because, one, I am black. Okay. Um, and Cute. two, my intention behind of becoming a sex doula is because we hold in the black community so much damnation Uh um, downplaying or over sexualization or just like shame guilt, negative feelings towards something that was given to you by birth Mm. why wouldn't you learn about it why wouldn't you look into it why wouldn't you hone the energy that has been given to you or that you were born with so that you can now better navigate it, understand it and use it to your intention and what you would like for your life to be Mm -hmm. Because if you really get into sex doula um, industries and practices, then you start to also teeter into tantra practices, mm-hmm. which also bleed into being able to manifest the life that you want mm-hmm. through your orgasms. Damn. So there are layers to this, but before I can get to manifesting the life that I want while I'm with my man or with my woman or whoever, <laughs> I need to figure out, well, when I look in the mirror and I'm naked, why don't I like that? Yeah. Yeah start there yeah. and then build upon that so you can go further out.
1: Damn. What what brought you to these uh what brought you to this uh discipline, I guess?
2: Force. Mm. Um if I can be really honest, um my spiritual practice took a huge shift and it wasn't by my choice. Mm-hmm. Um I was working at the time and I was also a, like a full-time investor. And at one point it was in February, everything became painful. Mm. Um, going to work was painful and not a sense of like, oh, these people get on my nerves, but like a genuine this hurts me when I'm here. Mm. Or when I'm teaching people about, you know, financial literacy, and investing and things like that. Usually I found like a huge outlet for that because I'm able to help people. My anxiety was through the roof. Like anxiety is attacks every other day, like mm-hmm. all this, all that. And finally, I had him med- as a meditation, and I was like, "What is this? Mm-hmm. I use I was happy here. I was fine here. I didn't have any problems here. So <laughs> what? What is the issue?" And um, I ended up uh, going to get a divination done out of like desperation. Mm. Of like wanting to Mm -hmm. find an answer. Because in meditation, I wasn't getting anything. Mm -hmm. When I would pray, I wasn't getting anything. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do a divination. And in my divination, he said, what is something that you can do for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. and not complain? Mm
4: -hmm.
2: And I was like, self-love and beauty, but that's nothing. He said, what you think is nothing is your starting point Mm -hmm. and you need to start there.
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: And so I was like, okay, um... I guess, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, when I said, I don't know, guys. That's, that. that's, that's, <laughs> that's, right, that's not the answer that I wanted, like, but okay, I'm gonna do that. Um, and specifically, um, this is for anyone who understands like five practices or mm-hmm. anything like that. Yeah. Um, he was like, Oya is really doing a number with you in your life.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: He was like, so you need to figure out why she doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're really not helping me. <laughs> I, I done paid you this money and you not helping me. Okay?
1: I need guidance. Tangible. I need guidance. Guided. I need answers. Okay.
2: <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I remember I was like, alright, that ain't work. Moving on. Like, okay. And I randomly found myself on YouTube looking at doulas, mm-hmm. looking up their work. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I would love to do this. Mm-hmm. This looks like fun. Mm-hmm. And then I meditated on it, and it brought me back to it ends with pregnancy, but where can it start? I said, okay. So I started doing more research in like different types of doulas. Mm. And then I ran into sex mm-hmm. doula. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, when I was a kid, I used to get made fun of a lot because I was a very sexual child. Okay. Sex was very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But because I was young, you're not supposed to talk about that. You're yep. not supposed to divulge into that. But how can you tell me that when all I read is like, for my readers, if you know Eric Jerome Dickey, all that's erotica. Mm-hmm. I'm reading erotica in like sixth, seventh, eighth, like continuously mm. through school.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: I was able to hoe. <laughs> like off writ. But then I'm like, well, this is where I started was in sex and wanting to know more about it and why this is such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as a sex doula, I can join the two together. Yeah. So truthfully, this work started when I was like 10. Mm-hmm. I
4: love it. Mm-hmm.
2: And I didn't know that until 25. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so I was like, all right, I'm gonna take this class. And we're going to see what it's hitting for. Yeah. And and it hit. Exactly. It hit. And I fell in love with it. Mm -hmm. And so I was gifted the ability to not only find a path that fulfills me, but I'm also able to help those where I can and guide those where I can, but also do some inner child healing. Mm. Mm -hmm. And allow, like, that 10-year-old girl Mm -hmm. who was, like, who was told that you shouldn't talk about this, you being too Mm -hmm. fast, you being too grown, you doing this, you doing that. And telling her what you thought was crazy, what you thought you were supposed Mm -hmm. to be shameful for, what you thought you were supposed to hide, actually holds the power to what gives you goosebumps when Mm -hmm. you just think about it at night. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: Something that doesn't feel like work, even if you working, Mm -hmm. like, days and days and days. Mm -hmm. You could do it and never complain. Mm. And that's how I got here.
1: Yes. I love that. I love that. You know, it's crazy because I think I came into this concept of we are more of ourselves at the start than who we Mm -hmm. think we're becoming, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think ultimately we end up just becoming more of where we already were. Mm -hmm, But we've...
2: Because little me is hype.
1: You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, you
1: know what I'm saying, and I think that that's so intriguing. But I love that. I love that so much. I love that so much. Um, damn, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Right? Like yes, I, I, yeah. I, where am I? Where am I? Where am I going? Where am I? Um, but no. So, intimacy is something that um truly was the spark to bring you two in the same room, and um, we were in this clubhouse room. Um, and I, I forgot what the exact name was. I think it was something intimacy, but it was intimacy was the subject matter. Mm-hmm. And, um, I really enjoyed that room. Mm-hmm. I really truly did. Didn't know my little, you know, meditative, uh, masturbation was going to be like, yes. a, a, a <laughs> was going to be a, a buzzword of the day. Cause I was like, look, y'all, I'm, I'm I just learned about this.
4: I ain't even tried yet.
1: You feel me? But, um, but I would love to, you know, tap into, uh, Intimacy in a real way in a real in a real productive mm-hmm. way um, And I guess I, I first would ask you how how do you start with Taylor? How would you define? Intimacy as you know as you see it right now
3: uh, To me intimacy is trust. Mm. It's vulnerability. It's Liberation mm-hmm. And it's just personal to me, mm. like intimacy, it also comes in different forms. I know when we hear it, we like to think about it in a form of, oh, just in a relationship, but it comes in the form of friends, it comes in the form of family, it comes in the form of passion as well, but to what we're talking about today, um, it's intellectual, it's spiritual, it's emotional, it's everything that you're being is, to me, that's what intimacy mm. is.
1: Mm. What about I'm you, Leah? Answer. I, I love that. Oh I cares. love that answer. Yeah.
2: Um, intimacy to me, if I had to choose one word, would be freedom. Mm-hmm. Mm. Because to be intimate with myself and with someone means that as a collective in myself, mm. that I honor and love and I
3: will allow you to enjoy me as well. Mm. Cut, cut the whole damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> <You Ooh.
1: said. laughs> Yes. This is why we had to come together. Yes. So, um, truly, uh, truly for me, intimacy, uh, was um, was a concept that was um, I guess uh, presented to me in a very bastardized way. Mm-hmm. And the way that I've come into it now is um, I don't know. I'm I'm very I'm very much um a lot more exp- explorative, and um. And I think my introspection has a different uh, flavor to it now when you're talking about, you know, my own uh, self intimacy. And um, I don't know, I think I'm a lot more thoughtful about
4: mm-hmm.
1: what I enjoy about myself and what I see in myself and what makes me what, what makes me laugh mm-hmm. just from me, just being, you know, making myself laugh. Mm-hmm. Those are the moments that I feel like really define what my Im- intimacy is for me into because I certainly feel like um prior to probably prior to the last two years honestly um much of intimacy always involved someone else to me and um and I think that was why I was so intrigued by having this conversation because I feel like I'm finally in a space and I think I more than likely we're always in the space I think I'm pretty open to learn always but I think even more now to really receive the uh receive the messaging and receive the, uh, the lessons and receive the, uh, the spark, I guess, to really explore what level of self intimacy I can reach with myself. And, um, because I feel like I've only tapped the surface, you know, and, um, and I've just been presented things that I didn't even think of, you know, just thinking about, um, not even just from a solely a sexual nature, but that was kind of the way that really made me have to like, assess everything Mm -hmm. was just being presented being presented with like what have you learned that the way that you are orgasm achieving this orgasm isn't the only way Mm -hmm. and I was like oh
4: you know Mm -hmm.
1: like that's "Mm." (laughs) and I I just couldn't I I had no argument I had I couldn't fight it Mm -hmm. and I was like damn but what if and like what would that feel like what would that be like like, and and I think it's such it's such an interesting thing, especially when you're you know a straight man. I think we're so uh, we're so limiting within our own exploration. We're so limiting in a lot of things that we kind of do. And you know, kudos to those who have broken out of those uh, oppressive shackles of you know yeah. how you express yourself. But that's something that I really had to come and understand with myself. Was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, this is what you know intimacy is. Yeah, this is what this feels like. But understanding that. I was presenting myself to be someone that was cold in moments, mm-hmm. and didn't really understand why. Because in my head, I'm like, I would describe myself as one of the most romantic people in the world, type shit. Yeah. But in reality, it's like, how much of this is um, role playing, and how much of this is you? Mm-hmm. Wow. And I think that that was where, uh, what well, kind of where I got to, because when it came to those moments, and it came to those very, very intimate, very loving moments it always felt like my energy was off. It always mm-hmm. felt like a, it was something about me to bring um, bring this moment to a, a screeching halt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, I don't know what I did. Damn. <laughs> I just fucked the vibe up, you know? <laughs> How do I get it back? How do I get it back? She was she was vibing with me now, you know? But I think that was what I essentially deduced about myself. I was so detached from my, um, so many different parts of my being. Mm-hmm. And I think um, at this time is when I truly wanted to... Um, Attach myself to me
4: mm-hmm.
1: and um and grow and grow into attachment with myself. Mm-hmm. Because I think um with a lot of especially with a lot of straight men, we we just give ourselves away. Mm-hmm. Not really understanding the the power that we possess, not seeing it as um this transactional experience, um seeing it very selfishly
4: mm-hmm.
1: and um instead of this, you know, beautiful collaborative moment. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. But I, that's I like
2: I like the I like where you went with that. Um, and speaking about like how sometimes you'll be in like intimate moments and the energy will be off. Mm-hmm. Something that I always like to bring up when I think about people's energy when they worry about like mm-hmm. oh I can't it's something like the spark is gone or whatever. In my line of work, as far as chakras goes, I deal with your root your sacral Mm -hmm. and your solar plexus Mm -hmm. which means i'm talking about your grounding Mm -hmm. which means i'm saying if you're not grounded here Mm -hmm. you can't continue to align and elevate here Mm -hmm. which means you'll have trouble with aligning and elevating out here to other people so if i can get you to say you know in my In my personal practice of of intimacy Mm -hmm. what I like what I don't like well I what I will accept what I won't accept even if that means what you won't accept even from yourself yeah Um, and in the ways can I build a routine or an actual sacred practice that I do once a week yeah or try to find the intimate spaces throughout my day yeah that can continue to ground me personally Mm -hmm. Then I can start to cultivate how to take that and shift that into other areas with other people. Damn. I really just think that when it comes to this work, I didn't think that it was as deep as that Mm. until I got into it. Because I remember, like we were talking, uh, Taylor and I were talking Mm. previously. When I was going through my certification, it was a self-drag. This was yeah. not like a class to teach somebody. Was this was like, a self-drag. It
1: was like, this is what you got to be doing. This yes, is what you, you be doing. Look
2: in the mirror. And like different practices and stuff the that shadow we... work. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was just a bunch of shadow work. And it hits you all mm-hmm. at once. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and... It was one of those things where I thought about that same thing of you know what where in my different relationships and stuff has intimacy been a problem mm-hmm. even down to you know like family friends mm-hmm. outside of like dating or just like you know why do I feel this way mm-hmm. when a specific type of person speaks to me yeah. or says anything to me outside of like safety yeah. if I know that I'm safe you're safe there should be no reason why I can't yeah. just have like an intimate like open
3: yeah.
2: conversation or mm-hmm. moment with you yeah. but if I don't feel that I I can trust myself mm-hmm. to make the decision mm-hmm. that I'm grounded in myself mm-hmm. and I know myself enough Yes, then I, I can't do that with mm-hmm. anyone else mm-hmm. I can learn mm-hmm. like as I continue to speak with people mm-hmm. but that's not going to be just off rip yes. happening Exactly. or maybe like you were saying I get in it and I'm in my zone and we in our space and then mm-hmm. oh I do something and, and now I'm trying to figure out well how right. do I how, how do I get it? back to it and instead of being like oh this is what happened let me you know, let me mm-hmm. figure out like, how to fix this, and then yeah. we can get back into what we were doing.
1: Yeah, and you, you spoke to shadow work. I would, I would love if you explain that and elaborate on what that is. Like, what, what? I guess what is shadow work and your shadow self? I guess.
3: Yeah, because same as Leah too. Um, I've been on a spiritual journey for about, for me about five years, but it hit really hard this year,
4: mm-hmm.
3: and it was really painful. Mm-hmm. And so that shadow work is the darker parts of yourself when people think of a spiritual being it's oh my god she does yoga she's meditating all the time it's the crystals it's peaceful and it's like no that shit is hard work Mm -hmm. it's painful it's grief
4: Mm -hmm. it's you
3: shedding parts of yourself that you needed to let go it's you nurturing your inner child it's you trying to reach your higher self so that shadow work is again that darker side of you and not the light side that we're so used to and that social media shows you that you need to always be in it's 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 the painful part to you. hmm So like an example of shadow work is like Leah said if I'm having trouble in the Bedroom instead of pointing the finger at my partner. It's looking at me mm-hmm. What am I doing first and mm-hmm. that's not to self-deprecate for sure, but it's just like why are you thinking so hard Taylor? Why are you so anxious mm-hmm. where it's supposed to be an intimate space and it's supposed to be a safe space mm-hmm. What is going on? What happened in your past? What happened in your childhood that is not making you feel safe in this moment? Yeah. that shadow work. Yeah. And literally taking the initiative and being intentional about working through your issues.
1: Mm. I love that. It's
3: like therapy for self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Therapy with self. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and I think that um, quite often, I think, you know, it's crazy how we um, speak to certain people. Mm-hmm. To keep us in dark spaces, mm-hmm. and to keep us in these, uh, we go to very specific people so we don't get the exact thing we need. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna go, to, I'm gonna go talk to Homeboy because he's gonna tell me, you know, to keep being toxic. Yeah. I need that right now because I don't not <laughs> yeah. need to be like yeah. getting on yeah. my shit yet because it's godly. I don't yeah. need to. Mm-hmm. And I think we run from the solution if we, even if we have a sense of it.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, damn, that's so that's so interesting. But um, because I think it's this. Um, I don't know, I think so many of us have this very uh, varying degrees of Icarus complex. Have y'all ever heard of Mm that? So the Icarus complex, if you know the story of Icarus, it's the story of, I can't remember the exact beginning, but Mm -hmm. it's the story of a a young boy and his grandfather who who essentially make wings to escape from this prison. Um, And this prison is this fucking crazy mega prison. Mm -hmm. Like we're talking about, it's a castle with a maze and an open door you can essentially walk right out this prison but you'll then be entering to this maze and within this maze is this minotaur that knows the maze better than anyone who's ever been in it mm-hmm. so try your luck <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> trying to get out <laughs> and on top of that it's on an island so they have to cross water to even escape mm-hmm. so so much so many things in front of them so mm-hmm. his grandfather essentially took feathers from birds and different Mm -hmm. things and and use the wax from candles and all these different things to essentially build build these wings for them to fly Mm -hmm. away. Um, They tested these things out. Icarus knew and understood the parameters of it. You cannot fly too low because the The waves waves. may catch you. Mm -hmm. You can't fly too high because the sun will melt the wax. Mm
3: -hmm. That balance. Mm -hmm. So it's all
1: about balance. The Icarus complex is when you are afraid and have a fear of success and failure. Oh,
3: that's my.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean. I'll drag me today. <laughs> right, <laughs> today. come on. So, so you don't want to <laughs> do the shadow don't, work
1: intentionally. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to. You, 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 you are afraid to go. You're afraid to go too low. Mm-hmm. But yet again, you relate that to be going too high yeah. mm-hmm. and like taking a shot, taking a chance, mm-hmm. betting on yourself, you know, doing right. the the positive thing, mm-hmm. doing the work that just may benefit you the most. Yeah. That may make you the happiest. May make you bring you closer to that. You know. What version of freedom that, you know, that you had. Yeah. But I would love to know. Because um, I feel like sex is always uh, so, uh, I don't know. It's always kind of drug into these taboos, right? Mm-hmm. Throughout the world. Mm-hmm. Sex is this, you know, can be seen as this beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And this whimsical thing that we all are. But, you know, it's crazy. I feel like I've been saying a lot lately. Is uh, It's crazy how we strip the humanity out of sex. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, we can all breathe, we can all talk, we can all walk, we can all have sex. Right. But yet we are making that into something that had to, we have to put a million stipulations on. It's a performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you think that, though?
2: I think that a lot of it stems from, one, uh, how rampant the usage of porn is. Yes. Mm-hmm. A lot of people learn about sex through some sort of like porn or trigger warning um, through like sexual assault. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so feeling like you have to either in one side of like sexual assault, wanting to like avoid it. So like if maybe I look a different way, if Mm -hmm. I act a different way, Mm -hmm. then like I won't be within this space or within this realm. And then on the flip side of like porn and over-sexualization and all of that, it's well, if I sound like this, if I look like this, if my ass looks like this, mm-hmm. if, you know, his girth is the way that I want it to be. But, you know, he he still has to be chiseled. He can't be too loud. Mm-hmm. You know, he has to, <laughs> That's you know. List. Yeah, <laughs> like, he, he has to go for two right. hours, two, four hours, like, yeah. something insane.
1: Yeah, I better come out three, four times. You know, oh, like, heard he heard be, a he, yeah, you know, heard he better be able all to, all to
2: that. eat that thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, all, all that, that, all that.
1: that. With the ice. <laughs>
2: I want to be with you I want to have sex with you You want to have sex with me But because I'm so up here Mm -hmm. In my head I cannot give you What you actually want Mm. Mm. I can't give you the the, Like you were saying The communication that you're needing So that Mm -hmm. I know what you like Mm -hmm. You can't gain comfortability with me Because you're worried about What I'm thinking And if you're doing a good enough job
1: Yeah yeah,
2: you're human. Yeah, and I don't know you like that until I know you
1: like <laughs> that. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Uh, so, so tell me this. I'll ask you both this. I'll start with Taylor. Mm-hmm. Do have you uh, have you ever debriefed with any of your uh, sexual partners? Mm-hmm. And have you always debriefed? I guess
3: not always. I would say. Honestly, in my late twenty, well, we still early twenties, but like after getting out of college, because again, uh-huh. that's when I got comfortable to communicate, yeah. and that's when I came into self, like, hey, this is what I don't like, this yeah. is what I do like. Can we try this? I don't no. like the way you did that, but can you try it the other way? Yeah, and just having those conversations and making sure you create that safe space. Yeah, when you are with this person. Yeah, and just yeah, trying new shit. Yeah,
1: know? yeah. What about what about You're you?
3: Afraid?
2: Um, no, I haven't always debriefed. Um, but I was introduced to debriefing, um, through a short, I think it may have been like six or seven months, um, with um, a man who was into BDSM. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was my, like, I was like, I to communicate. <laughs> he has to ain't no walking into in in no, you know sure. what I'm saying, right. into one of them situations. So I remember, um, It was very, I found it funny. I still find it funny now. Mm -hmm. He asked me, like, before. So we talked about, like, what you do and don't like. Mm -hmm. What will you absolutely not do? Like, what's your hard limits? You will not do this at all. So I'm like, okay. And in my brain, I'm like, you just gonna figure it out. Mm. Great. That sounds problematic as fuck. Yeah. Because that puts me in a dangerous space mm-hmm. because I don't know how far he's willing to go,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I don't know how far I can take. Exactly. So then after might we be had real close scene, to the door. Okay. <laughs> no! like, okay. It's like, hey, I, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs>
1: okay. um,
2: and so after we did that and we had our scene, and then afterwards again, after like you know care and all of that, he was like, okay, so what do you think? Mm-hmm. I like that. And in my brain, I was like. First of all, obviously, I liked it because I'm sitting over here cuddled up with your ass and I'm in need of snacks and I'm tired. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you did great. Yeah. But he was like, no, that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that you look like you enjoyed it because that doesn't mean that you enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. So then we had to have the conversation all over again. Yeah. But it was just what did you and don't Mm -hmm. you like? And even some of the things that I didn't realize that I wasn't comfortable with. Came up in that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was like, that's what I mean. Man. You look like you enjoyed it. Yeah, He was like, 85% of you enjoyed it. I'm happy with that. Yeah. The other half is my concern. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I want to focus on. Yeah. And then it went from there. And that's how I learned how to yeah. like debrief with my partner. That's beautiful. We need to normalize that. We, because, we yeah. do.
1: We do. And, and I'll add to everyone, everyone loves to get to that point in that romance where we can just talk nasty yeah. freely. And, like, you use it I mean? as foreplay. <laughs> but, and that's the point. Because because people like that initial part, right? Yeah. Where we're talking about it, where we're, you know, enticing each other and, then, and kind of mm-hmm. put each other into that space and that mood and that vibe. But when we talk about the things we've already done, mm-hmm. when we talk about the moments we already mm-hmm. shared, mm-hmm. those things don't seem to happen as much, or they only happen um, in those particular moments. Like, I want you to do that thing. again. Right. You know what I'm saying? and it's because it's only about the positive. Mm-hmm. Right. 9 times out of 10, we're only keeping it on the the lights. Mm-hmm. We're not keeping we only keeping it on the turn ons, mm-hmm. not the turn offs. Mm-hmm. Um because we just assume that you know, once we get to this point, you know, you just like everything about I can do whatever.
2: Mm-hmm. And also like take your ego and your pride and yeah. put it away.
1: Yeah. 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 Fellas especially <laughs> understand <laughs> understand me when I say this. We don't care. I'm not trying to hurt you. It we don't. don't care. She, she, this woman is letting you enter inside her body, my dude. Like, relax. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. like you, you, if you are, you are, you are so hurt. But, imagine, like, think about what's happening right now. Like, okay. No, no. What ego stroke don't do you, a what, you don't either. need an ego, uh, what'd you say? Don't let it be a raw dog either. Like,
3: come
1: on, man. You know what I'm saying? Here. Especially that. We my especially. dude, come on now. But I'm glad, I'm glad that you both, I'm glad you both have come into that practice. Cause for me, yeah, I I, have you? I, I certainly have. Okay. I certainly have. I think I've been that way. Certainly once I feel like once I got out of college, I feel like I was tipping on it,
4: mm-hmm.
1: tipping on it because I think, um, I have a tendency to debrief most things in my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think I literally was thinking about it today. Like, damn, I feel like I spent so much of my days talking about my previous days <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I yeah. And I realized that today, I guess, just in on some stillness stuff and just, like, thinking about myself. And um, I, so I think I was already starting to do that in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I definitely re- can, in reflection, can remember me not bringing up certain things or being like, you know, I really didn't like it, but I'm going to go You know because like, mm-hmm. i ain't trying trying I ain't trying to fuck up the vibe. You right. know what I'm saying? That type of shit. And I think on both sides, everyone needs to be able to speak today. You know? Mm-hmm. And I think... So often, you know, no matter who it is, no matter what, the, you know, no matter what your sex or how you how you identify, mm-hmm. uh, people try to um, coddle the egos of other people. Yeah. Shit, fuck, fuck you taking your own ego out of it. People do that shit for you. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, yeah. do extra work and do more uh, emotional labor mm-hmm. to protect what they uh, see as that, see as maybe a possible, you know, offense to you. Mm-hmm. It's like and It is what it is, and it trips me out. It trips me the hell out when I talk to my homegirls, and when they do ever divulge the shit that they do, I will be like, "Ain't you like that." And when they tell me about the things they don't like, I'm like, "Why don't you just do? you know, <laughs> tell them?" Like, if you if it ain't if it ain't rocking the way it need to be rocking, why you right, right. y'all are in a whole thing? And, you, mm-hmm. and obviously, it's something about it that you enjoy so it's okay if i guess it's a, a sense of percentages but it's like what if that communication could bring that into more alignment i guess mm-hmm. you know and um, and that's what i see debriefing to be yeah, it's like right. for a final there's a something about us that's bringing us into this space that got us all the way to this point in mm-hmm. the first place to feel this comfortable mm-hmm. imagine with the things that are unknown unspoken unseen how far we can go right What that could
2: be, when you're able to like look into the negatives, Mm -hmm. I think that that's fun, yeah, because now this gives us the flexibility to like figure out what really be hitting. We can really take this from like an 85 to a smooth 95 to a good 100, like we can really, you know, play around and figure that stuff out. So, yeah, don't take it, it, yeah, like seeing it as like a personal attack or something like that. That's not what it is, it's really just wanting to collaborate with. Whoever I'm intimate with, mm-hmm. we, we want to be a hundred after this on yeah. both ends. Yeah. So let's play around and figure it
1: out. So when it comes to misconceptions of the work that you do, because I would assume when when you hear <laughs> when you hear sex doula, it sounds <laughs> like it sounds like uh, coming, I guess, trying to put myself in a, in a real ignorance place. Right. Oh, yeah. I can imagine people would assume that you are uh, literally assisting in sex or. Just doing these things that are just, you know, I, that I don't even know. I don't even know. But I, I would assume that those are a part of what people mm-hmm. assume about um, the work that you do. But I would love if you, you know, debunk some of those things or to speak to any of those things that you've been kind of been brought to your doorstep, I guess.
2: Um, we were just talking about this on the way here. Oh, for real? Yes. Damn. Um, and some of the craziness. And the thing is, I've gotten more misconceptions from friends okay. and family than I have, like, mm-hmm. other people. Okay. Um, so I'm grateful for that. Um, I think the wildest thing that I've heard thus far is, uh, one of my friends, we're not friends anymore, but, um, after that conversation was, it was a wrap. Um, but he said, he was like, oh yeah, I remember, um, in college, they said that you had that good, you know? So I guess you really found a line of work where you can get paid Mm -hmm. for it now.
1: Oh, shit.
2: And I've, I've known him for like seven years. Damn. That's um, disrespectful. Though I'm not against sex work, being a sex doula is not sex work. Mm-hmm. But it is work about sex. sex. We love the sex workers, though. Yeah, yes. shout out to the sex, love workers. sex workers.
1: Because
2: mm-hmm. let me tell you, yep, I'll right. be thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No me, th- no, no, no. I understand. Me too.
0: So <laughs> me three. So like, me
1: too. I really be people,
0: thinking
2: people
1: about the, it. Shit don't work out.
0: They done threw. They out.
1: They done oh, threw okay. a few concepts at me. I was like, oh, you can do that on there. You can do that? do that. Yeah. People yeah. getting money doing that. Yeah. Like, now, that ain't that, sh- that ain't even too bad. Right. <laughs> <laughs> shit. I get some oil. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Listen,
2: I just it's one of those things where like I just know my lane, and that's mm-hmm. not my lane. Right. No, that's understandable it though. I though.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, this isn't sex work. Um. Also, I'm, I'm not here to have sex with anybody like to teach you about, um, becoming reconnected or more connected with yourself through like sexual spiritual work does not mean that I'm going to have sex with you and that's going to be your portal to your connection to yourself Mm. because you're not connecting with yourself. yourself. You're connecting Mm -hmm. with me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this may sound real selfish. Mine is for me. Mm-hmm. Until I see fit to share it exactly. with somebody else.
1: No, I get that.
2: Um, or I just wanted to have like my ass out on Instagram.
1: Yo, go ahead. Um, Expression.
2: If I wanted to do that, I could just do what yeah. all the other Instagram models are doing. Yeah. Um, but no, that's not what this is. Or um, this isn't a lighthearted job either. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I love having these conversations and talking about, you know, sex and sexuality and mm-hmm. intimacy and all this stuff, it can be a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But the basis of my work is very hard. Mm-hmm. It's very deep. Yeah. Because the things that I'm asking about, I'm not just asking about mm-hmm. them.
4: Mm-hmm
2: which goes back to something I said earlier, like is a lot of women will have an issue with like keeping the lights on when they have sex with their men or they have, you know, they're having sex with another woman or whoever. Mm-hmm. And I asked the question, well, why don't you want the lights on? Why don't you want them to see you? Yeah. I'm talking about mm-hmm. your moment in sex. Mm-hmm. What I'm actually talking about is what wound do you hold mm-hmm. that's, that's telling you that when I present my full self to somebody, Automatically I know they're not gonna like it Mm. because I don't like it Mm -hmm. now. Why don't I like that? Why don't I like me? What lesson have I yes shadow work what lessons what you know people? Events have taught me that my Mm -hmm. physical human bare body is not something that should be honored and displayed when I'm having this intimate moment Mm down to traumas how that's played out um, and that can that's layered within itself yeah. mm-hmm. whether it's you know familiar or friend or you know someone you didn't know and all of the things that you hear around victims of different sexual mm-hmm. traumas and stuff and the things that you hear that are told about them. Mm-hmm. What is it about that stuff that we need to unpack, or as uh, Ian likes to say, what's the rot gut truth about this (laughs) stuff? You should have said it with her voice. Not the the rot gut truth. I'm not going to disrespect Ian like that and try to use her voice. I can't do it. Uh, But whenever she says that, it sends me into fits, but it's real. And if I had like a phrase to describe what I do, that's Mm. it. It's not like I love what I do. I love my work and I'm super excited to start opening my books to accepting clients and stuff like that um, within the new year. Um, But it's still also opening the gateways of a lot of like hurt and trauma, Mm -hmm. a lot of misunderstandings, a lot of, you know, like I have said before, over sexualization and all this extra stuff. Yeah. I ain't just talking about Dick and Pussy all day. Yeah. I'm sorry.
1: That's a good segue, Dick and Pussy. <laughs> I'm sorry. What
2: I what
1: I wanted to, to tap into was um I think that um there's a very interesting um phenomenon mm-hmm. of, you know, men who are straight, who identify as men, who have this uh this block, mm-hmm. this like true like I can't do that. That's gay. I can't do this. This is uncomfortable. I never, never, you know, I don't know what that's going to mean or I never tried that before. What will this mean or who you going to? Okay. And I would love, I would love to speak to that a little bit and speak to what do you believe is the, um, I guess you can see it as a societal benefit, I guess, for, um, for the suppression of, um, men, exploring their sexuality because I think nowadays I and mean, I think in that mm-hmm. Clubhouse room we had that was what made me bring up, you know, meditative mm-hmm. masturbations because I think it's uh, beautiful how we have so many different um it seems like so so many different people who are comfortable using those particular methods of mm-hmm. erotica in terms of, you know, bringing toys into their space and or, you know, taking pole dancing classes, just taking dancing you know, erotic mm-hmm. dancing classes, um going and buy lingerie just to, you know, put yourself mm-hmm. in it, you know, sa- with Savage uh, Fenty VIPs, okay. you know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> I would love to know what you guys think about, um, what you think about the um, that suppression, like what do you think that, what's the reason behind that from a, I guess from a broader sense?
3: I think you can speak to it a little bit better, but for me, I would think it's subjective to each person's experience, you know, mm. and that's just not Straight men, too, but yeah, since we're speaking of them right now, I think that could be from trauma, like we spoke about. That could be peers, mm-hmm. family, and friends. That could be a religious background. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are have all of these traumas from like growing up and childhood traumas. Like, you bring it into the bedroom, and it's like, eh, I don't want to try that because, like you said, I think it's gay, or because social media or Twitter said it, or Instagram said it. It's just <laughs> like, what are you like, you know? And if you don't know what you like, are you willing to explore it? And for a story for me, like I had that situation with one of my old partners. It's like he was into nothing. (laughs) <laughs> like,
1: like, hood, he like
3: i'm not trying that shit i'll beat you
1: up if you try to make me try. Yeah.
3: like, <laughs> like you're getting on
1: top of me i'm getting on top of you we getting done yes. yes
3: but when you create that safe space with somebody um they begin to get more open and they're like okay maybe i do want to try a vibrator mm-hmm. you know not in my ass but we can try a ring or something so you know it's it's all for what you're comfortable with and like I said I think it's subjective to that person and their experience growing up and that's yeah. where the communication comes in like we spoke about earlier and having those debriefs or those conversations prior to having um, the interaction is like what do you like what do you don't like are you willing to try this like what has happened in your childhood just so you can understand a person better I hate when people just go into these intimate moments like I just want to get my nut and leave yeah mm-hmm. It shouldn't be like that. You should really want to get to know a person and then move forward with that. I agree. I agree. What about you? Um,
2: I agree that it's subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, it varies from person to person. Um, I also believe that there's a lot of... Um, there's an ancestral line that speaks mm-hmm. on that. If you... I'm reading a book. I wish I could think of the the name of it. I think it was... I think it's mm-hmm. called The Delectable Negroes. Um... And it speaks on how black men specifically were raped, um, in front of like their family, in front of their wives and their children, mm. um, and they were mm. raped by. Mm, so they that's it. The de- yes, the delectable Negro um, by Vincent Woodward. Yes, thank you. Um, and it talks about that, and then also how a lot of the times the men were raped by other men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now you have this 400 year lineage of that yes and then you also have societal pressures of men having to be this super masculine being that if you even give a whiff that you got a little softness somewhere in you yeah yep. baby you the gayest thing yeah yep. next to whoever and you're not, yeah. and you're not. Mm-hmm. um and what's
1: so bad if you are
2: Right, yeah, what's so bad if you t- are? Mm-hmm. Um, And also understanding that there isn't divine masculine without divine feminine. You mm. cannot sit within your essence exactly. without honoring both sides of you. Duality. You have that duality, exactly. Mm-hmm. So you have those societal pressures, and then that bleeds into your friend group and your friend group toxic. Mm-hmm. And then y'all low-key or playing toxic Olympics. It's yep. like, I'm going to keep it above, yeah. <laughs> like, who can be the most toxic? Who can have the most women? Because at some point, it's almost like a way of passage for, and I also think of it as like a, an attempt of erasure of like all of the years of like trauma, yeah. of like being raped, like in those moments of like slavery and things like that, and wanting mm-hmm. to erase that so much so that you're okay with having 50, 60, 70, whoever amount of women in mm-hmm. your bed because mm-hmm. you're attempting to try to cover up some hurt, trauma, mm-hmm. insecurity, whatever, in the form of to explore. yeah, or yeah. something you want to explore exactly. in the case of however many women you can have. Mm-hmm. Um, which goes back to my toxic Olympics for my <laughs> for my guys, because y'all be. <laughs> but um <laughs> uh, But um <laughs> and it's really just like a it's it's a layer. I always equivalent bring an equivalent of like a cake.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm.
2: So you have your top layer of cake mm-hmm. where, you know, you have society, your friends and your family who want you to have this rite of passage of manhood where you have sex with all these women and you enjoy your life. Yeah. Without unpacking, yeah. are you enjoying your life or are you running away from something? Yep. Mm-hmm. Then you have um like how you view yourself mm-hmm in comparison to all the other men that you would consider men and like, what have they done yeah. to, you know, hit that mark of what a man is. Yeah. And then you have your bottom layer. You have the plate where you had that ancestral line of enslaved people who were like raped and demonized yes. and also put on display as mandingos and things of that mm-hmm. nature yeah. and praise for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're, Little do you know, you're working through all of that in your sexual practice. Mm-hmm. And you don't know. So in trying to find the space to become more like fluid and open.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, And I guess I would say more within your feminine energy of fluidity instead of being so rigid. It also, it takes an amount of awareness mm-hmm. to be like, black men deal with a lot of... Mm-hmm. Black men hold a lot mm-hmm. And a lot of black men's only escape Is through sex mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You gotta make that healthy yeah. And you gotta make it yeah. healthy Yeah. So yeah. you gotta unpack Listen, therapy is great it's
1: Therapy great. is great
2: <laughs> Therapy, it's so wonderful it's, a- <laughs> <laughs> it's so good for y'all. It's okay. so good Listen, Better help, <laughs> talk space
0: You <laughs> gotta be the person <laughs> Therapy for black men. Okay, therapy
2: for black men. Talk to me if you need to. Okay, um, but being able to unpack those things and allowing yourself the space to say, "I want to feel good," even if it's not conventional
3: for everybody else. Yes. But that's okay for me because it's it's me and my practice. I'm so happy that you mentioned ancestral too, because when we bring it back to shadow work, I think people believe that healing is this one and done process. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I fixed this and now I'm Good. my highest mm-hmm. self. Yeah. And that's not true because it's not only with you, but again it's your ancestral line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Four hundred years of this. Yeah. And if for those who believe um, and practice past life regression, you don't know who you were in your past life. Yeah. I have a sister that she was a sex worker in her past life. Mm. She has vivid nightmares about that. Damn. So you have to dig deep and do that shadow work too. Like, hey, this isn't just about me. This is mm. about my lineage. Mm-hmm. What has happened? Let me dig deep. And of course, mm-hmm. you don't have to go back tomorrow and go to the library and <laughs> dig through hey, yeah. all our ancestors. But it's just like for a second, just this is bigger than you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sex is so much more than just an act for you to just come and be done. It's literally a spiritual thing too. Yeah. I think the biggest
2: lesson for me in this work and like speaking to like the shadow work and ancestral Mm -hmm. work has Mm -hmm. been when I heal me, Mm -hmm. I heal seven generations, a minimum, a minimum Mm -hmm. of seven generations Mm -hmm. behind me Mm -hmm. and a minimum of seven generations in front of me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If I don't want to do this shit, I'm not going to do it for me i'm gonna do it for y'all before me and who are after me Mm -hmm. because if i can align myself better then that means that i'm also healing my family and if i don't help anybody in the world who would i want to help my family yeah so you know i think it's men black men black men and women we just deal with a lot we do do. and black men specifically it's just it's a need to, and I also think that part of that uh, suppression in your sexual in black men's sexual mm-hmm. practice is like a want for somebody to see it. Mm-hmm. Like I need I, I need somebody to be aware yeah. that like I need help here. Mm. And like if you can see and identify that I need mm-hmm. help, I'm screaming for an SOS yes. with an SOS signal. Mm. Like somebody, please help me. That's interesting. And if you can see that within me, Oh, that means that somebody else cares about my struggles. Yeah. In this space. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And that allows me to relax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I can really start to flow and that like what do I like? What don't mm-hmm. I like? You can't touch my ass, but you can touch my goose. Like we can get yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Like we can get So
1: But that's that's so real and I I, I it, it resonates so much to I think how I have seen a lot of myself. Um, when I was in school, like I remember, uh, I really didn't drink until I could, Mm -hmm. I really didn't, I didn't smoke until 24. Mm -hmm. So from 13 to (laughs) (laughs) 13, 13, uh, really 13 through the time I got to college, uh, sex was, um, a vice. Mm
4: -hmm.
1: I had no, I had no other vice. Mm-hmm. I had no other, um, thing that kind of served as this, uh, outlet of frustration, celebration, jubilation, even. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also recognized how I felt, uh, very controlled by it too. Yeah. Um, very much on some, like, just, just the energy mm-hmm. had to be, uh, complied with. Mm-hmm. So if get that, get that good late night text. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm not, not answering back. I'm like, all right, come over. Yeah. Or all right, I'm getting in the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> even if I even if I know at that current moment that I don't really care to. I don't really want to. I'm not in the mood to. Mm-hmm. But I go and just give myself. Mm-hmm. And I, I just oppose that to the moments of, you know, so many men saying, you know, well, I mean, I really just, I came in my room. She was already there, just butt-assing it. What I'm going to do? Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, you can I mean, choose, you can cannot.
4: Cannot. Yeah,
1: you know, and I think for me, it was um, definitely a very uh, interesting time because I had to like really almost prove to myself how much will I really had because yeah. that was like the point that I was feel like I was getting. I was like, damn, do you really have control over you mm-hmm. in this scenario? And I think I seen it that way just because I felt like there's no other thing that that uh, I feel like has this uh, pull on me.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I don't, I don't, over, I don't overindulge in this way, or overindulge in that way. But this is the thing that I am consistently seeing myself in these particular spaces, and even more than that, attaching so many complexes around it too.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, in a sense of you know discretion, a sense of power, establishing power dynamics, all these different things. Mm-hmm. Because it's like I want this experience to be what I want this experience to be, not by way of what we're doing to get out. But just so I can, like, that- have control over the, the narrative mm-hmm. and the messaging. And I think that was so um, divisive.
4: Mm-hmm. And,
1: like, I just I, I put so much into the connection of what, you know, what sex was for me. And um, I think once I got out of that, once I got myself out of that and essentially committed myself, fell in love, all these different things, I think that's what opened my mind to, like, you really don't really like being this way.
4: Yeah.
1: You really don't never really wanted to be this way Mm uh and i I think about this type of stuff all the time i think about like when i lost my virginity day i was like i probably wouldn't even have lost it then in retrospect you know (laughs) it was trash you know what i'm saying i was trash in retrospect but also it was just like i was just young as hell with the mindset of like i gotta do this before i go to high school Mm -hmm. and like what what kind of like pressure is that
3: Uh you know what
1: i'm saying for a literal child
3: yeah. Projection too. You know, in our community. Yeah. Projection. Mm-hmm. sexualizing us at a young age too. Cause I battled the same thing. Yeah, I didn't want to lose my virginity at the time that I did. I'm like, damn, my best friend Yeah, like that was me. All my friends, they come out. And it it was horrible. So it's just like that projection of how you need to be, what you need to do. Porn again. Yeah, porn porn was terrible. Yeah, it just makes you it has this unrealistic version of yourself. Like who are you, uninterrupted? We spoke about that earlier. Like who are you? Remove social media, porn and any other projections that are thrown at you. Mm -hmm. Who are you, uninterrupted? And that's what I try to be when I go to the bedroom because it's like, you can't be nobody else. That's your most yeah. wise form. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You really can't pretend, and if you do, it's going to come through. For mm-hmm. sure.
1: It definitely will. It definitely will. And um, I don't prescribe, it, but I feel like I've certainly um, felt certain moments and have learned in myself mm-hmm. um, I don't know this pursuit for pleasure to a certain Genius. degree, mm-hmm. and um, this pursuit to assist in pleasure with people that I love and I don't know I really I think that was the uh, I guess kind of the start for me you know really removing myself and trying to figure out like what is it that you really Mm -hmm. like and want out of this space because I want to truly provide that if I say I'm going to be this if I say I'm going to commit to this Mm -hmm. I want to be that in the in the most in the most maximum way I can Mm -hmm. Um, and it was um, I'm glad I did that and what's funny is doing all of that pretty much got me just really by, back to myself. Mm-hmm. Um because I cuz I didn't, I didn't I think it was almost a sense of like I'm over here kind of prioritizing the pleasure of others before myself. Mm-hmm. So I I think initially seeing that as a um as a positive thing. It's like all right, you're not approaching sex uh, selfishly anymore, blah blah, blah blah, but it's like you still are pretty much centering what it is that you like, based off of this kind of this uh, adaptable quality that you have, it's like yeah, I can, you know, I can be flexible. What you what you know, you like that. All right, I can do that. What I like to and call
2: it is you're cheating on yourself. Yes.
1: Damn, that's deep. And that's the
2: truth. You're cheating on yourself. That's
1: deep. So, um.
2: whereas you know, in say like a two-person relationship, mm-hmm. if I know that I'm comfortable with gifting you this part of my being, you know, yeah. being selfish mm-hmm. and selfish. Selfless mm-hmm. And you know Giving all this And giving you know Every part of me And doing this And all of that Yeah Whereas my partner yeah. Who was me Ain't getting shit Yeah But it's okay Because you know Everybody's happy you Yeah mm-hmm. Now you're empty Now you're empty Yeah And you're trying to figure out Well why do I feel so cheated Yeah Because you've just been Giving to everyone else Yeah Meanwhile your body Is screaming Just for you To be you With you
4: Yeah
3: but it's yes. okay what? to, we've been in that. yeah, we've yeah. been conditioned. We've been conditioned to give all of yourself and put yourself to the side. Yeah, why mm-hmm. people pleasing? I used yeah. to think that that was such a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. I did. I used to think that was so beautiful. Oh, my mm-hmm. like
2: people are so selfless. Our grandmother. Get, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. just so giving, and yeah. they just want to do for everybody yeah. and be for everybody. What about you? Okay, and I remember I was having a conversation mm-hmm. with my mom, and um, this was right when I quit my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, to start this work hey, and get off the plantation. I mm-hmm. remember she was talking about how tired she was. She kept watching all of her grandkids, and she go, uh, go to work, and then mm-hmm. she come back, and then she go do something for somebody else, and then she come back, and then she go do something. And she was just like a, on a hamster wheel. And I looked at her and said, "Are you not tired?"
4: Mm-hmm.
2: She said, "I'm exhausted." Yeah. I see. I said, "Then why are you still going?" Mm-hmm. She said, "Cause I have more to do." And we don't mm-hmm. -hmm. I said, but what do you need? Mm -hmm. Like what? Where your husband? Mm -hmm. Where these folks? With where these parents? For their kids? Where? Like little stuff like that. I thought that that was so selfless, like so beautiful, growing up. Until I watched it from those within my nuclear community. Mm -hmm. All y'all niggas tired Mm -hmm. and miserable. Yeah. But because you want to wear a badge of honor for being selfless,
3: mm-hmm. you'll continue to do it. And you lack self-intimacy because of that. Because
2: mm-hmm. of that. And that bleeds into the bedroom. Mm-hmm. Because now you will exhaust yourself to make sure that your partner is happy and feels good. And they have the greatest orgasm they can have. Yeah. Meanwhile... <laughs> when you done and he leave you know you about to go lay in your bed and masturbate yep. what was the point then sis
3: mm. put yourself first put
2: yourself first I always tell people you are the main character mm-hmm. in your story yeah always even if that means that you're the villain in someone yeah. else's yeah it's okay yeah. It's, it's fine you come first. yeah it's fine okay.
1: yeah it's, it's the balance of life too It's no. everyone can be the, the good guy everyone
2: can not be the good guy yeah everybody can everybody be the good everybody's not gonna be happy all of the time mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah that's true that's true the last last question I'll ask you both is um, still still in the realm of what we're speaking to but it's truly bringing it all full circle mm-hmm. and that is um, how our, how our, how our uh, self intimacy is connected to our freedom our own personal freedom and that can be obviously whatever you would like for that to be I think that's a part of our own individual journeys that I think um, speaking to the Icarus Complex you know mm-hmm. that we're afraid to really truly manifest and see like what does me, what does, what, what does a free ride me look like? You know, what does a free Leah look like? What does a free Taylor look like? You know, anyone who's listening, what does a free you look like? And, um, I would love to know for the both of you in terms of, uh, and especially speaking to a person like myself who feels like I've, you know, feel like I've done pieces of things, but feel like I'm in a space now where I really want to, you know, put my whole ass into this, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and just really dive into this and really uh, surrender to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, But I really would love to know um, how intimacy and self-intimacy is contributed to your personal freedom.
2: You um, to To me, it's... Helped me to really become like self-actualized in me mm. mm-hmm. um, and not just like what I do and don't like but okay. what makes me smile yeah um, where can I find the intimate moments in my day uh-huh. where if it's a beautiful sunset or sunrise yeah. or I hear the ocean and for whatever reason it's just hitting real good today yeah, yeah. And allowing that to just be like an intimate moment with itself mm-hmm. mm. and really succumbing to that intimacy flows in every area that you allow it to mm. it's not just from person to person it's not just in your bedroom um, It could just be you yourself and God yeah and that can just be mm-hmm. it yeah and allowing yourself to be okay with having intimate spaces yeah. Frequently yeah. You also open the door to allowing More intimate spaces with other people Yeah, yeah. Um, And you're able to have that Real strong connection Like you know how people are like oh I know me Yeah I know me mm. Mm. I know me mm-hmm. And if you think that you know me mm-hmm. I promise you you
1: don't Hey I love that I love that answer mm. literally
3: that's what freedom is Mm. it's that self intimacy because it does start with self and we have to for anybody listening like that's where it starts you can't have intimacy with anybody else unless you have it with you and god first
1: yeah
3: Or whoever you believe in
1: yeah i I truly it's all
3: connected Too sorry no 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 No, no, no. no. i I, I was cutting you off. it's all connected
1: um I do believe it's all connected. It is um, sex and intimacy, and self exploration, mm-hmm. um, healing, healing and honesty. Um, it's all a part of life,
4: yeah.
1: and um, I truly feel that you know our generation is a benefit of being born in this particular time. Mm-hmm. Is uh, this very. I don't know, this very explorative trend that's around. I literally said to V right before uh, recording with y'all, like, it's interesting how, you know, there are certain trends that are um, more closer to who we are than not. And it's like, I'm, it's almost like you lean and you're yeah. glad mm-hmm. that they are mm-hmm. popular, becoming popularized, mm-hmm. you know? Because some of these things are gonna stick around. Some of these things are gonna stick and really uh, become mainstays in our life. And, um, And I support it. I lean into it. Um, I want it all. (laughs) I want it all. Um, Because I feel like um, we need and we deserve Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to um, have a full sense of ourselves. Mm -hmm. We uh, deserve to love ourselves at Mm -hmm. at an optimal level. Um, And essentially create and manifest the lives that we want. Mm -hmm. And I think um, we deserve to heal from the things that have hurt us. And uh, be fortified for the things that may try to hurt us then they're after mm-hmm. um, and I see that uh, I don't know I see I see a very foundational aspect of that being our self intimacy mm-hmm. being um, and that and the uh, I guess the graduated uh, action of that being intimacy mm-hmm. with others mm-hmm. um, and I don't know for me I, I, I'm intrigued I'm interested um I'm putting myself onto this uh I said it in this last in the last podcast I'll say it again just to, uh, for clarity and, <laughs> and consistency I guess but uh hundred 100 days of self-love really? in uh 2021 Aww. So from the first to what is it March 10th
4: mm-hmm.
1: and um I created aspects of exploration, aspects of restraint, aspects of creation I put these you know very uh these actionable, uh, phrases I guess, um, next to them, um, that I wanna commit to. And it's crazy because when you spoke to, you know, healing your, you know, your younger self and all those different things. I, I literally wrote this out with like yesterday. Um, and it was crazy just to see just to think about like so many of those things are gonna be tapped mm-hmm. into, so many of those things are gonna be touched in terms of just creating every day and doing the things I feel like I haven't done in a long time. Mm-hmm. Doing things that are just whimsical and just for me. Um mm-hmm exploring and trying new things mm-hmm. um with myself with what i consume but also uh within my restraints as well to build discipline yes. um I what do, what that. do i what do i need to see uh in my life that needs moderation what i need to refrain from because you really never needed this much of it anyway <laughs> um, <not> <laughs> but you've but you indulged and leaned into this by way of something that may not even be you Mm-hmm. by way of um some external uh influence so i um, i appreciate y'all
2: Thank you for having yes. me. I truly do. I
1: truly do. Y'all gave me so Thank much. You. Y'all gave Thank the people you. so much. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry if you can't. Yeah. <laughs> no,
3: seriously, because it's always a pleasure, Rodney. And I extend so much gratitude for you using your platform to touch on topics like yes. this. And I look forward. Hopefully, we can come back and delve and into our spirituality. Somewhat. Hell yeah. And put the people on to that. But it's, it's just been a pleasure. And Leah, you too. I literally just met this girl, y'all. And like, I feel like I I've think known, it's known her. I been like maybe a week. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I've known her for a lifetime. So, yeah, we just appreciate you and thank you for having me.
1: Alignment is real.
3: It is divine timing. And mm-hmm. I literally told Rodney that, y'all. Short story, if you don't mind. No, go ahead. But literally, I was on Clubhouse um, and we happened to be in a room about ancestors. Think and like, ancestors? Yeah. Yeah, it was something about like ancestors. Ancestral veneration. And it was like only three of it. us, but I don't know. I just met Lee. I'm like, oh, I like her. Let me follow her. And then mm-hmm. we went into that other room mm-hmm. where Rodney, you were too. And I'm just like, damn, I need to reach out to her, shoot that friend shot, because yeah. I'm not scared to do that. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I keep seeing somebody or we yeah. keep aligning with each other, mm-hmm. I need to talk to you because it's a reason and it's a purpose. Yes. So let me go for it and uh, wrote her on Twitter and the rest is history, especially with me wanting to become a doula as well. I've never heard of a sex doula. Mm-hmm. I was trying to go more the birth route or yeah. the um postpartum route. but no i met her and i'm just like yes let's get it together so when you ask i'm like how you know her and it was just like the universe yeah the yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah let's
1: see how see how things work yeah because
3: i
2: remember so when you it. hit me up about it, i had chills i was in my kitchen I was mm-hmm. like shut the
3: fuck <laughs> and i'm like ah! you got to go to in the cabin like it's gonna be fun so i feel like me and lee are gonna have some great things and I, I, and I and i
1: support that definitely um let me know how i can um amplify that in any way and uh, assist in that in any way because um certainly want to um, share my story within it. I definitely plan yes, to document those that hundred days that I described yeah. and um, speak to all those things and try to bear as much as I feel that needs to be an example. Of course. Um, and
3: if you need shadow work tips, let me
1: know. Just oh, for sure. For sure. I definitely there. will. I You can be will.
3: my male perspective.
1: <laughs> I Look, all right. I'm with it. I'm with it, you know? And... <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, uh, if because I know I know you you definitely have you, you seven, you've been seven months off, so I don't even know if I need to ask you, you no know, socials. I, I know name, I but to yeah. ask you about that,
3: <laughs> I probably won't go back to social media. But I mean, yeah. for now, Twitter is open because I didn't want them to delete it. So take Crenshaw. Yeah, on Twitter, I'm not really on it, and then Clubhouse, I'm sometimes on it. But yeah, for not, us not to connect and yes. for me to delve into my spiritual side, because yes. a lot of people know me as like the party girl from college, mm-hmm. but it's so much more um, mm-hmm. that I've. Walked into my purpose, so look forward to that. But yeah, yes, find me through Rodney if y'all need me. i give y'all my number, or something. yeah, yeah. I, I, I connect you, you
1: can, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm you know, when they say people, I'm a people, yeah. So, what about you?
2: Um, socials, I'm usually on Instagram, sometimes on Twitter. Um, at Leah Laray uh, with two underscores, so L E A H L A R A E with two underscores on Instagram. Follow me there. Um, I'm primarily on Clubhouse nowadays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so Clubhouse to Leah LaRay. no underscores, just Leah LaRae, and you can follow me there. Um, also, I dropped a podcast yes. on hey. December 21st. It's so um, Come on now. So um, you can find that on Anchor. You can also find that on Spotify, Apple. We working on you um, <laughs> for all of my Apple users. Um, but you can find it on The Lair.
1: Um, mm-hmm.
3: Spotify so
1: yeah yeah and all all, of, all the things will be in the description of this particular episode um uh, share since we're talking about sex like, and
3: yeah. intimacy the episode for them to watch on Netflix that you have be
2: watching oh yes um for those who are interested in learning more about like sex and intimacy um and wanting to you know kind of get into like the scientific end of things also um there's a wonderful episode on uh Netflix it's called the goop lab so goop is in, like g-o-o-p um episode three specifically it talks about it so it gives a lot
1: really? of good vital information put
2: that, put that on my list the whole season yeah. the whole season, good
1: though yeah, but y'all yeah, 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 put i'll put the whole show on my list mm-hmm. yeah, I, gotta, I gotta do that in bridgerton evidently mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 gotta watch both of those but no so i i truly thank you both i think i did a thing i think i i feel like i, I made a, a, a cool thing happen Capture, capture some early too. You feel me? Yeah. And that, that's that. It that always feel good when I do that. next sure year. Like, yeah, like no. we. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, done There's so moving. much. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, done, done <laughs> so much together, and I'm glad I caught it right. You know, at the, at the start. You feel me? Um, but yes, if you don't know, you can certainly follow me everywhere at Kings underscore Memoirs on all platforms. You can follow the the podcast at the Simply King Pod. Uh, on IG, you can like the Facebook page. Uh, you, I'm on Clubhouse too, Kings underscore memoirs as well. Uh, hear, hear me talking to you know, hear me, hear me unmute myself to laugh at y'all. You feel me? Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so, if you um, should and you must always like, review, and share this, I always say this is family size content. You'll be pissed if you sit there and eat a whole bag of chips. <laughs> By your damn self. So you need to give them some of them chips to somebody else. Share this, share this, share this. I appreciate y'all. And I love y'all. This is the Soulfully Conscious Podcast for Humans Simply Being Humans. That was Taylor Crenshaw. That was Leah Swoops. And this is Simply King. Peace.
0: Can't hold it. Life is but a dream that you manifest it slowly. So fuck a fantasy. It's your motherfucking moment. It's your, your motherfucking moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's your motherfucking moment. It's your motherfucking moment It's your motherfucking moment